the Financial Sense Lifetime Planning Program. Now, here's the Financial Sense News Team. Welcome, everyone, to today's Lifetime Planning episode. And today we're going to discuss potential changes to 401k catch-up provisions that may end up impacting people of certain income and age. So today we're going to discuss the details of this and what you need to know. Right now, the provisions that you can put into a tax-deferred account, like a 401k plan, is $22,500. However, Chris, when you turn age 50... There is a catch-up provision, and right now, that catch-up provision is $7,500 for this year. So this year, if you're salting money away and want to do it on a tax-deferred basis, you can put up to $30,000 a year. And so that's a great way to shelter your income, especially if you're a high-income earning individual or a married couple that has a high level of income that that difference of putting that tax deferred, it comes right off the top on your tax return. And a lot of times that can push you into a lower tax bracket because you got to be careful because there's a big jump in our tax code right now. And we'll have this tax code at least until 2026. But there's a big jump from the 24% bracket to the 32% bracket. So once you reach a certain level, For example, the 24% tax bracket is all the way up to $182,100 of income if you're single. But then anything over 182, the tax bracket jumps from 24% to 32%. So if you're in that category, if you're single, putting away and you're age 50, being able to put $30,000 away if you can afford to do that can make a difference. Now, for a married couple... You're in a 24% bracket all the way up to 364,000. And then anything over that, you jump up to 32. So almost eight full percentage points in taxes. So that's why a lot of times people can bring their income down by contributing to these 401k plans, especially if you can put away 30,000. Well, lo and behold, they're always messing around with the uh, pension provisions. One of the big things that came in with the Trump tax law is they basically moved the retirement age. It used to be, Chris, 70 and a half. Now, this year, it begins at 73. So they bumped it from 70 and a half to 72, and then eventually they bumped it up to 73, and it'll go up to age 75. However, in December of last year, I always love these little tax bills that they kind of sneak underneath the roof in the last month when nobody's paying attention. You know, who's paying attention to what Congress is doing during Christmas? Well, they passed a little bill, and they're going to change that. Beginning next year, if you make $145,000 of income or more, that extra $7,500 that you're allowed to put in once you reach age 50, you cannot put it into a tax-deferred 401k, you're going to have to put it into a Roth 401k. So in effect, you're going to end up paying taxes on the 7,500 that you put into Roth. You get no tax deduction for it. The good thing about this, Chris, is a lot of times people don't put money into a Roth. And that's really, really important as a tax deferred savings vehicle for retirement. 
Because when you put money into a Roth, if you leave it there for five years, when you pull the money out of the Roth, it is tax-free. And that is really going to come in handy when you retire, because a lot of individuals have been contributing to their 401k. They get matching contributions from the company. So it's not unusual, Chris, to see people with 401k plans that are well over a million or multiple millions of dollars. The problem, if you have a large uh, 401k or IRA when you retire, at age 73, you have to begin taking minimum distributions. They start out in the roughly 3 to 4% range. Then they go up every single year. So by the time you get into your 80s, you might be taking 7 or 8% required. And of course, that's all taxable income. And where this really comes and hits people hard on a tax point of view is surviving spouses. I was just counseling a recent widow client of ours. And I told her her husband passed away in January. And for this year, she can file as a married couple, which will keep her in a lower tax bracket. But next year, she will have to file as a single individual. And this individual has income that's over 180000 combined from pensions and Social Security and investments. So, you know, this is a situation where... We're going to move more of her uh, investment portfolio into dividend stocks because they're taxed at 15% for her versus next year, she'll be moving into a 32% tax bracket. Now, she's lucky. She lives in Florida, so she doesn't pay any state taxes. But if you, you know, let's say she was in California, she'd get walloped with another 9.3% tax on that. So this bill, if it goes into effect, is going to affect are going to affect January of next year. But there is a problem because how does a plan administrator, a good example is Fidelity. Fidelity administers close to 25,000 401k plans. They don't know what your income is. They're going to have to adjust software in a lot of uh, big companies from Fortune 500 companies to plan administrators like Vanguard and Fidelity are saying, hey, you got to give us two years to adjust our software. How do we know that you made over 145000 and the money that you're sending into your 401k needs to be put into a Roth provision? And that means the company that you work for will have to put Roth provisions or add those Roth provisions to the 401k plan if they don't already. So you can see this is a little bit complicated. A number of Congress people, both Democrat and Republican, have written to the U.S. Treasury Department and IRS and basically asking for this to be corrected. They said Congress did not intend to disallow these catch-up provisions. So once again, this could be revoked if they didn't intend to do that. But nonetheless, it is law. It was passed in December. So this is one of the key things that you have to always keep your eye on. The, Chris, is I've been in this business four decades, and I can tell you this, they're messing around with pension contributions. Sometimes they make them more generous. Other times they take them away. Other times they make them more taxable. Other times they add catch-up provisions that are more favorable. They're always tinkering with the pension laws, which is why you have to keep 
up to date on this, because what if this does go into effect and there is no correction? Uh, many plans will have to be scrapped because you don't want a company like Fidelity or Vanguard to be legally liable. Let's say that you're age 50 and you're putting in the $7,500 a year of catch-up provisions into your 401k plan, and Fidelity doesn't catch the fact that you make over 145000 I mean, who's going to correct this? So you can see the mess that this is in. It's kind of like what they did when they used to have RMDs, required minimum distributions, at age 70 and a half. If you turn 70 and a half in one year, you didn't have to take out the provision you could wait to the following year, but then the following year, you would have to take out double the amount. So it gets rather complicated. I wish they had just leave the laws the way they are so people can plan for them. But once again, here's another gotcha that they just threw into the tax laws that unless they make a correction, could go into effect that's going to create a lot of chaos in company 401k plans for next year. So, Jim, we have to stay abreast of all these various changes since we provide comprehensive financial planning services here at Financial Sense Wealth Management. But from your understanding of the details on this, it sounds like this was either an unintentional rule that was passed versus an intentional objective. Is that the way it seems that this is coming across and industry is now pushing back to fix this? Or do you get a sense that there is actually some type of intended provision or change that they're trying to implement here? No, I think this was unintended. It's a lot of times when you're, you know, it's year end, how many Congress people, they want to go home for the holidays. And this is one of those year end things. A lot of times when they pass stuff at the end of the year, they end up being corrected because it's kind of rushed through. A lot of times they'll do stuff like this at the end of the year when not too many congressmen are around so they can push through things. Are you saying the government may have made a mistake here? So <laughs> is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, believe it or not. I, I can't imagine. No, I'm me either. But once again, companies and providers are, are putting through a pushback because they don't have the means to track that. I mean, when you're putting money in your 401k plan, you know, obviously they can track your limits. So let's say right now it's 22,500, age 50, you can add another 7,500, it's 30,000. So plan administrators keep track of the 30,000 amount. They know they have software. If you put in more than 30,000, they're going to contact you. You can't do that. But how do they contact you when they don't know what your income is? And that is what are the unintended consequences of this bill. And that's why everybody from Delta Airlines to Fidelity are basically issuing and calling for, hey, you need to give us at least a couple of years so we can tune up our software to catch this. And that means they're going to have to get more information from you as an employee or employer. Because how does Fidelity know, for example, you made over 145000 because it's going to be up to the plan administrator to police this. So once again, another provision that will go into effect next year, unless they withdraw it and make a technical correction, which I think they're probably going to have to, Chris. I can't imagine. I mean, if Fidelity is managing 25,000 401ks, I can't imagine how much BlackRock or uh, Vanguard is. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of 401k plans that are administered by these big companies. 
And they just don't have the means for that because they're going to have to actually require that you report to them what your income is. Otherwise, they have no way of policing that. And let's just say, hypothetically, they do go through with this for some reason, in which case, what are some of the next steps that you think our listeners should be aware of? Well, let's say it just goes into effect. So next year, if you put up the catch-up provision of 7,500, it's going to have to go into a Roth, which means your company's going to have to do that. On the positive side, I think this is good for somebody saving for retirement long-term. Because one of the things that we see happen very often with people that are retired, that their main asset was their home and the money they put in their 401k, their savings plan throughout their retirement, whether it's an IRA, SEP, 401k, KEO, whatever it is. And then what happens is you retire. And we have multiple, multiple clients that have multi-million dollar IRAs. And when they get to 73, Chris, they have to start taking these minimum distributions that could put them into a higher tax bracket. So one of the things that we do in financial planning is when a person retires and let's say they're over 65, 66, maybe they're under 70, we will use their low income years in retirement to do Roth conversions. Like I said, we can stay, if you are married, we can go up to $364,200 before you jump from the 24 to the 32nd tax bracket. Same thing if you are single, we can go all the way up to 231250 So what we try to do is start doing Roth conversions so you can build up a tax-free level of income. Now, what happens with a regular IRA, once you turn that age 73 now, you have to take your required minimum distributions. With a Roth IRA, you don't have to. You don't have to take minimum distributions. The only time that there will be minimum distributions is to your survivors. They have 10 years to take out your Roth. Uh, even though they take it out, it's still non-taxable. So it'll be tax-free for you, and it'll be tax-free for your heirs. And one of the beauties we like to do to control taxes and keep them at a minimum in retirement is we use Roth conversions. So now we have a tax-free source of income and we use dividend stocks at the personal level, which are taxed at 10 to 15%, sometimes 18%, depending on your income, if you make over 200 or 250 single or married. So the combination of dividend stocks in Roth IRAs, which are tax-free, can provide and keep you in a low tax bracket throughout your entire retirement. And I'll tell you where that really comes into play is if you were married and you are one spouse passes away, like I said, I had a conversation today with a client who recently lost her husband, and I told her she's going to be okay this year. She'll be able to file as a married couple, but next year she's going to have to file as a single taxpayer and she's going to go up into a higher tax bracket. So we're going to be shifting more of her income to dividends, which will be taxed at 15% to keep her down. But our favorite combination for tax planning and retirement is a Roth and dividends because the Roth is tax-free 
and the dividends are taxed at lower tax brackets from 10 to 15%. And let me give you another advantage of a Roth. So let's say once it's in there five years, it comes out tax-free. I mean, Chris, I'm lucky if I can get three to 4% in tax-free bonds. And I don't like getting three to 4% because I have to go out longer term, which I don't want to do right now. But I have stocks that pay four, five, six, and 8% in dividends. Imagine getting 8% tax-free or 6% tax-free. I could get that in a muni. But if I put these high dividend paying stocks into a Roth, it comes out tax-free. And more importantly, that grows like the stocks that we own are dividend achievers, and they're known for increasing dividends every year. So imagine getting four to six to eight percent a year, and that dividend is growing at four to six percent a year, and it's all coming out tax-free. We have uh, one client that has a substantial amount in Roths, and he said, "You know, I never thought that I would have because uh, we did Roth conversions. He retired at age sixty-four." And from age 64 to age 70, we did Roth conversions and converted the majority of his uh, IRA or his 401k, which was rolled into an IRA. We converted it to a Roth. And so now he's getting a substantial amount of tax-free income each year that's going up because those dividends are going up. So it's a nice way to plan for retirement if you're tired of paying more taxes. And let me tell you, folks, tax rates will be going up. The Trump tax bill sunsets at the end of 25, which means in 2026, the tax brackets go up and the tax rates will be higher at lower levels of income. So that's why we're using this combination of Roth conversions and dividends, because I, I think it's, it's, it's one of the only ways you're going to be able to survive because we know tax rates are going up in 2026. I don't care whoever is president or whoever controls Congress, they're going to be going up because government tax revenues are down about 20%. This year, we're on track to hit almost a trillion dollars in interest on the debt. We will cross, Chris, by the end of the year, we're going to be at roughly the way we're tracking right now at almost close to 34 trillion in debt. We crossed $32 trillion in debt a month ago. We're now at over $32.5 trillion in debt, and that's been going up several hundred billion dollars a month. So Congress is going to be looking at ways to increase your taxes. So just a forewarning, do your tax planning now, and don't wait to the last minute or when the law is going to effect and the tax rates are higher. Well, as always, if any of you would like to inquire about our asset management or comprehensive financial planning services, you can give us a call at 888-486-3939 or go to our website, financialsense.com and hit where it says, contact us. The Financial Sense News Hour is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be considered as a solicitation or offer to purchase or sell any securities. The investments, investment strategies, and investment philosophies discussed or presented on the News Hour each involve their own unique risk factors, which are not discussed on the show. Responses to listener inquiries are based on the personal opinions of the Financial Sense staff and do not take into account listener suitability, objectives, or risk tolerance. Financial Sense News Hour and its parent company shall not be liable for any 
financial losses that result from investing in any companies mentioned in Financial Sense or arising out of the use of any material on the news hour. Please be advised that you invest at your own risk.